It's the Tiltcast, episode 376, Stranger on the Cast. Strange hands. And this week, guys, we talk more Division 2, One Finger Death around. Punch, so the car battling Slay the Spire, oh the guess. turn-based dungeon crawler Deep Sky Derelicts, and Mortal Kombat 11. Stay tuned. This puppy is melting my face. She's, she's pretty damn cute. It was not in unison, but it works. I was doing it with my left hand. Oh, well. It's doing The Stranger on the Can. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad title, is it? No. Stranger, Stranger on, on the, the can. can. Oh, yeah. Jason, it's today, I'm going yeah, to need you to make notes today. I'm... <laughs> he's, uh, Obviously. He's uh, handicapped. I am handicapped. I have a... What it's, would this be? A foster dog. Oh. You ruined the surprise. That's okay. Oh, it, it is... Super duper cute. <laughs> like, hey, I'll just quickly explain. I'm Nas. I'm Rusty. I'm Jason. Get ready for 30 minutes of bullshit and then some episode shit. Oh. We'll talk video games here in a little bit. Right now I have a deaf albino puppy in my lap. It's so cute. So cute. So I'm Lola melting. is going to uh, be on the show along with Zoe, my herding dog. Lola. Okay, but she's a she's a lap dog boxer puppy. She's a lap dog now. Boxers are not small. I don't know how huge she'll get, and I don't know how long I'm going to get to keep her. No, yeah, but she just she's so cute. Uh, <laughs> I have a thing for puppies. They never stay too. puppies that long. I really though. like dogs. You know. Super floppy ears and her just like tired eyes. And just, just oh yeah, and she's got a brown and a and a blue eye. Not only that, if it wasn't for her eventual size, the fact that she's deaf would be like perfect for you. Yeah, I I I'm not a big fan of really loud dogs, and well, being deaf does not necessarily mean that she's not gonna be loud. So I'll I'll going to go crazy. I'll explain. So there's a story behind the dog. Um, I was not looking to get another dog right now, but she, uh, she's so adorable. She obviously loves you. Yeah. She's pretty okay with this. (laughs) Um, so what happened is my girlfriend told me the other day, she's like, we got to talk. So she says we had text while at work. We got to talk. And I'm like, what's the the worst ladies? Never, never do that to a dude. Like, and I seriously. think she caught herself. She's like, "I'm getting some good food. Don't worry." And, That's not. And I was like, "I don't know what to think." Oh. I was like, "I'm getting out of work. I left at before I was due to leave, basically." Okay, so that's the trifecta of bad things going through your head right there. We need to talk. I'm getting food, and I'm leaving work early. Well, I was leaving work. Early. Oh well, I, I would say, ladies, you have a bad habit of giving us food when it's bad news well i mean just well, saying and i got here and i was like she's like so what do you think we're going to talk about because she said something along the lines of i know you're not going to agree i know that you're not going to uh want to do this oh my god she's like but we're gonna make it work i was like quit, well, what does that even mean beating around the bush that sucks so much oh my god it's so I, worst i got here and she starts being mysterious again. I was like, just come out and say it. 
just rip the Band-Aid off. She's like, it's going to be our first real fight. Oh, my God. I was like, what? Stop. She's like, I, I want a dog, and you can't say no. Uh, I was I, like, what? Uh, of all of the things that could possibly have and come then, out of your mouth? That's... And, then, and then I explained to her. I was like, oh. Uh, oh. Okay, um, well, what's the details? It just, I was like, you know how I work. It's, we need details. Wh- where's the dog? <laughs> <laughs> so she told me her, her mother's deaf pit bull passed away last week. And oh. there was a shelter dog that needed adopted that was a deaf and albino pit or a boxer. Boxer, yeah. And oh. it needed a home immediately because it was going to the shelter, et cetera. And I was yeah. – immediately I knew that my – girlfriend's bleeding heart was going oh my god they're gonna gas this beautiful dog uh-huh. i've got an excuse to keep it for a little while and give it to my mom so the, the her mother travels a lot so the plan is is when she gets back in a month that we can give her a dog i see but if her mother doesn't want the dog i had to be the condition was i had to be able to keep the dog and my condition was zoe can't eat her oh well because I mean, my dog's that. very territorial um she she likes you guys now, but she didn't always. She liked me. She yeah, you're weirdly she liked you a lot. Yeah, she she liked me. Uh, it was uh, it was the point when she started yelling at me and I yelled back at her. That was the point where <laughs> she has mutual respect. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my break in point was only week two. That was like I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah, she just takes a while to get used to people. And I was thinking a small animal, because she almost killed a kitten a couple years ago, mm. would be disastrous. Right. So well, the, a... she decided she was going to go to the vet. Like that night, we went out and got all dog supplies. And then she went took the picked up the puppy in the morning, took her to the vet, made sure she didn't have any crazy diseases before she brought her home to introduce her to my dog. Um, and then my dog is just somewhat indifferent. Like, she'll play with the puppy for about 10 minutes, and then she's an older dog, so she's kind of like, I'm good. I'm good. But I don't necessarily want to leave them in the same room together without unsupervised at this point. So, there's a lot of puppy holding going on. Uh, yeah. Well, and I have to, I couldn't put her in a cage because she's missing a lot of teeth. Uh-huh. And the vet said that she, it's very obvious she broke her teeth on some cages, probably. Oh, boy. And when we put her in a tester kennel that I've got in the other room, uh, she went ape shit, and that was a bad thing. And I felt really bad about it. She's like, "We're not leaving her in the kennel. We're gonna figure something else out, like the bathroom or the laundry room." Right. So I dog proofed the laundry room, and made that the Lola domain. So her daughter named the dog Lola. <sighs> Lola. Lola. Okay. But uh, so you know, can't uh, say no to the daughter naming the dog. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Would have been the name I t- picked. I think Je- she was picking, or Jess and my girlfriend was talking about naming her. Mystique because of the different colored eyes. Oh, well, because she's, she's like it's kind of like an X Men kind of thing. That's you know? that's all right. Mystique's not a great character, but whatever. I don't know. I, I like her. Right. <laughs> I'd have been all right with Mystique. She's kind of nerdy. But uh, uh, anyways, so now I have a dog, and then okay. she's going to be gone for the weekend. So I took tomorrow off so I could watch the puppy. Um, my girlfriend's doing a cheer competition with her daughter, so this was her first night here last night, and. I went into like Uber, almost treat this like a human, because uh-huh. I don't have any kids. Like my animals were kids, so I uh, she wouldn't sleep. So I went and made her fall asleep. And once she falls asleep, she falls asleep for a while. She's probably gonna fall asleep in my lap here for a while. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. This this 
it's cuteness overload. Sorry. It's craziness. But I love she's, puppies. It's just I might pass her off to you when my arm gets tired. But mm. but anyway, she uh she fell asleep in there and then I was like, All right, I'm good. She's not gonna know because she can't hear anything. I just I left the light on because I didn't want to be in the dark. She's got a big old bunny um that I have in there with her, and then I just put her to sleep in her little bed. And then she woke up see not seeing me there and freaking out, and then I heard mm. it's like bird chirping noises. I was like, what the? Oh, it's probably the puppy. <laughs> and then she's making this weird, like, I don't mean any offense by this, but she can't hear herself. So right. the best thing I can really say is like a deaf howl. Right. It's a really weird sounding howl. It's not your usual howl. Right. It's, yeah. I mean. But it's, I was, after I figured, it didn't take me very long to figure out it was a puppy. So I walked, got up in the middle of the night. Like I'm letting my other dog sleep in the bed with me because I don't want her to be too jealous. <laughs> so I went in the middle of the night. And went in there, and she's, like, just in the corner crying, and I felt so bad. I was like, oh, shit. It's, like, one thirty in the morning, and my dog's crying. I was like, I got to comfort her till she falls asleep. So I laid on that damn hard floor in there and pet her till she fell asleep with me next to her and made sure she was asleep for about 10 minutes before I went back to bed. Oh, wow. And I did okay. that, like, two more times, and then my girlfriend's like, she's got you wrapped around her little paw. Yeah. She's like, you can't do that again tonight. So I'm going to try really hard to ignore the screaming of this puppy after she goes to sleep, and it's going to be hard on me. Well, yeah. The thing is, is with... Uh... She's probably been weaned to her. This is probably why she's so much of a lapdog already. She's, she's not going to be lapdog size forever. Um <laughs> I may only have to keep her a month, and it'll be hard enough, I think, when I let her go. Because mm-hmm. I do already like this dog quite a bit. Uh, yeah. So it's like. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. It's like. I, I I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to wake you up. Her, her eyes just pop open for a second. Uh, well, she does an adorable thing sometimes when she really wants to sleep. She puts her face to where her eyes are hidden in her uh-huh. arm, and she does the same in her cover. She hides her face, sometimes even with her paws. It's uh-huh. the most ridiculously cute thing uh-huh. ever. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I, I have actually met a uh, a deaf and blind dog. And they have um, they have they have different needs. Uh, I mean, especially with a with a deaf dog like she's doing right now. She's hiding her eyes. Um, with with deaf dogs, they're they're going to rely on her you know on her vision to be able to you know and determine I, I what's think going she, on. She can smell me sometimes too, right? And of course, that's going to happen too. Uh, with a blind and deaf dog, the uh, the it got to the point where certain vibrations was what they were, you know that dog was looking for like she would know whose car it was in the driveway when the you know when you know master came back it was that car's vibration that the dog would catch you know catch on so when i drove up you know the the dog wouldn't be at the door but I watched her actually go to the door when, you know, owner came in. So uh, it was it was just weird. It's like the they have different needs, and uh, I, I, yeah, she's she's basically owned you. 
yeah. That is that is the look of a puppy that's basically said, Yep, you're mine. <laughs> and I'm kinda jealous too, because I really do I, I, I really do kind of want slash need a puppy myself. You need some kind of animal. Because well, like, you're no offense to Jason because he already has a dog and children. Right. Like the only other person I would let watch Zoe right now would probably be you, even though you're on a completely different schedule. Yeah. I I'm I I, well, I think I I'm no I'm ready offense for taken because but... Zoe would not like my dog. And probably all the, she does okay with kids, surprisingly. Yeah. She, she lived in a house with kids yeah. for a while. Now that said she just I'm, herds children. I'm one of the very few people that could come over to your house if you're not here. Right, my dog would freak out. And actually check on her without her freaking out. Right. Probably the same thing with me. It's just, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I said, man, I could probably get a cat, but man, I hate cleaning cat boxes. Uh, I really, really fucking hate cleaning kitty uh, litter boxes. Uh, and the only reason why I don't have a dog right now is a, I'm in an apartment and B, I work a 12 hour shift. So it, it just you would need seems... to get an adopted adult dog that could deal with the separation for a little bit. Right. It just seems this... wrong for me to leave a dog for, you know, for 12 hours at a time. I mean, I already kind of wouldn't want to leave him for eight, but for, uh, for a 12 hour day, you know, it's. You have to be able to let the dog out at least once during that time. And being in an apartment, that's, you know, I don't have a doggy door or a backyard for the for the dog to kind of escape well, I to. Had, I so. had a hard enough time leaving her here for 15 minutes in the backyard while my girlfriend ran over here to pick her up and take her with her to do errands. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, see, I... So I, I, that's why I don't have a, a dog of my own because I would, I would basically have to leave work at least halfway through the day, just to go take care of the dog for a little bit. Right. You know, you know, and I would feel really bad about not being able to leave. And sometimes with the work that I do, it's not possible for me to leave. So. And I have the same issue with leaving sometimes too. Right. So, it's a. Uh, uh, I can't just leave in the middle of a shift without having somebody to cover me, basically. Right, and I don't have anybody that can cover me. So, you know, if I if I have to leave, then stuff doesn't get done, and that's just that's not acceptable in my line of work. So, I think uh, the only saving the only saving throw I have right now is that my girlfriend can work from here with her laptop and still keep an eye on the puppy for a while. Right. Because she can work from anywhere. That I don't have either. So. If it was just me, <laughs> this would be impossible right now. Right. You know, and I would feel awful leaving her in the laundry room all day by herself. Right. It's, I mean, it's not it's not a kennel, but it's you know, but it becomes associated with one. So <laughs> it becomes associated with abandonment. Right. <laughs> you know, and you no. Know, the with the uh you know with a puppy that's already got a uh you know got an issue where she can't hear um oh yeah and i can't leave her outside because she's going to get skin cancer <laughs> oh yeah that's true cuz uh, you know she's albino. albino yeah so there's 
really the perfect puppy for me because nighttime uh and uh <laughs> <laughs> she she would be perfect for uh for for me on she, my night she schedule. does make noise when she wants to make noise when she feels abandoned she gets pretty loud that's fine i mean she would never feel abandoned with me uh the other th- problem is is i just work so goddamn much right oh man oh so when that... i'm being handed a puppy now oh boy yeah well i said i need a, breaks uh... too she's not she's light enough but my leg's been falling asleep. <laughs> so they're just going to pass the puppy so, around. <laughs> I get here. She'll probably fall asleep. And Justin's almost immediately like, pet Zoe first. All right, now here's the puppy. <laughs> I'm going to pay my bills while I don't have puppy in my lap. Yeah, it was. I know <laughs> that was kind of weird. <laughs> it's just like, I need to take a shit. And I need, and I don't want to put her on the leash for a minute while I go take a shit because that's the only other option I have. I put a a leash in the drawer uh-huh. so it would hold her, and I gave her about a twelve foot lead so that Zoe can kind of fuck off when she wants to. Mm-hmm. But every time I walk in the other room, she gets anxious. So that's what I that's what I've been using to take a bathroom break so I don't put her in the laundry room. <laughs> But it's the only thing I got, and I figure tomorrow maybe I'll get the game a little bit, and I'll uh, just put the leash next to me and, like, wrap it around the chair or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well. And she hasn't made a lot of messes so far. I've been really happy with that. Now, granted, I've got her on tile. Right. And puppy pads. So, you know, if if she does make a mess, it's not going to be that bad. She gets... Super wiggly sometimes when she has to use the restroom. She doesn't have to right now. Don't worry, Rusty. It's, it's okay. She's she just kind of moving around right now, and she's probably wanting to get off my lap. Just make her sit. Yeah, just she just has to have support for her feet. Yeah. Okay. Well, if she has support for her feet. Eventually, she's going to get comfy after you start scratching her, and then she'd probably fall asleep again. She likes being held. Well, I'm uh, I'm trying. <laughs> She'll yeah. figure it out. I'm a uh, rest. You look cabled. so fucking awkward. <laughs> I am. Oh, you're cabled. That's right. Yeah, I'm cabled. So I'm trying not to uh, try not to pull out my leads here. Uh, <laughs> so it's been an interesting week to say the least. That is by and far the most interesting thing that's happened to me. Right. What, what have you been up to, Rusty? Oh, I'm a. Uh, I, I am. I am living pretty terribly right now. Um. <laughs> How does it feel to be a cyborg? Jeez, uh, I really hate being a cyborg. I would not make it in uh, Cyberpunk 2077 for sure. Oh, man. Am I... She's She's got my monitor cable, too, so I got to... There we go. Oh. I can hear you. That's fine. I can't hear me, so that's that's oh, a yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, I could tell you're still talking. Okay, but we'll, we'll work with it. I'll just... Take this out so it doesn't bother me so much. Um, okay, so yeah, my uh, my my week's been kind of uh, weird, wonky, and not quite the greatest uh, greatest time. Um, I had to uh, to do some medical things and you know and stuff. So uh, I had an echocardiogram, and now I have a Holter monitor on. So. That is why I am. I feel like a friggin' cyborg. I have six leads taped to my chest, or you know, stuck to my chest right now, and I've got cables 
basically spidering across my chest, and I am not one, not one to have loose fucking cables anywhere. The cable management issue, I think, oh, is hilarious. Oh my god! I didn't think it was going to be nearly this fucking bad. I, <laughs> I, I go in, they do all the fucking you know stuff, and then they're they're like, okay, we need to fit you for your monitor, and I'm like, ah, shit, I fucking already hate this. And uh, I talked to a person who who had to have it on for a month. I'm like, oh, uh, I'm already thinking in my fucking brain case here that I'm going to be on, you know, on it for a while. Right. Uh, And the lady said, no, you just have to wear it for 48 hours. And I'm like, okay, you're going to try to do a good fucking thing. It's only 48 hours because God damn, did I not fucking anticipate it fucking hitting every single last fucking nerve of my uh, OCD. OCD. <laughs> Holy shit. Some cables are not as long as other cables, which means that it doesn't hang right. Uh, and uh, some cables sit taut while some cables are loose and there's no good way to fucking manage it. And of course, I'm you're, you're told you have to wear fucking you know, loose clothing and, oh, you of know, course. And, and stuff. And then I'm, of course uh, I'm a, I'm a stomach sleeper. So, uh, you have six leads pasted to your friggin' chest and a box that you can't let get unplugged. Uh, and yeah. not, of course you don't want to crush it or fucking roll over it or some shit in your sleep or something. And then, you know, here you are having to basically lie on it, uh, to, uh, you know, just to get any amount of sleep. So here I am after about two and a half hours of sleep and I'm going to hit my caffeine a little. <laughs> so. Which ought to look real great on the freaking monitor, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. <laughs> when I came on my way over here, dude. I realized as soon as I got into the fucking driver's seat that I have zero fucking chill. <laughs> I got I no more than backed out of my parking space and I was already fucking road raging. <laughs> I was bitching at people walking along the fucking road for, you know, existing. Um, bitching at people who wouldn't fucking, like, turn quickly enough off of the road so that I could get onto the fucking road. And I stop at QT to pick up some caffeine and a couple snacks, and literally everybody in the store, including the fucking cashier, was um, was pissing me off just by existing. So <laughs> I could not find a good spot to be in, in mentally. Uh, and, I mean, it, it, it was... So you're literally on your last nerve right I, now. Oh, Yeah. Like I could tell, Jason tripped over the cable, and you're like, flip it out a little I, bit. He, yes, <laughs> he—it's he, not even fucking hooked up. I I unhooked the fucking cable so that he wouldn't trip over it. What the fuck does he do? He trips over it yeah, and fucking no, knocks it down. Now was, I can't get my fucking monitor to work. I so, go, uh, <laughs> I go to get up out of my chair <sighs> to grab Justin's headphones for him because he had dog in lap, and. uh my foot caught the monitor, my monitor cable, and uh, pulled that bitch straight off. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I I about jumped up out of my fucking chair and destroyed him. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
And there's Justin taking dog picture. So, uh, just so you know, on the subject of destroying, uh, this is going to be a spoiler-free cast. Because I don't think any of us have actually seen Endgame. I haven't even seen Infinity War. No. Oh, well, of course. That that would be your prerequisite to the end game. But um, you I'm probably should try, watch that. try to watch a lot of those uh, here. You should probably days. watch that. It's available on Netflix. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, it's going to be spoiler free because holy fuck, it is a minefield online. Oh, I know. Holy I've shit. I've been dodging it. I am on fucking general social media blackout, and I have had to really, I, really pick what I'm going to watch on YouTube. Yeah. I've just so watched the trailer for it, which I, is pretty I, non-substantial. I hid several different outlet feeds on my Facebook this morning. Just because they were fucking I didn't like see none of there it. There was people already throwing up fucking like you know, end game reviews and fucking like the ending explained and stuff. And I'm like, oh, dude, no, way too fucking early. You should be waiting at least until the next fucking week. Let people get through the weekend. Shit, the fucking movie only came out, what, yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, so there's, there's not enough time. Not enough time, guys. Fucking content creators, I know you want to be, like, first ones out there and fucking do shit like that, but people like me, who already have a hard enough time trying to find a way to a fucking, you know, movie theater, because I either have to get up early or uh, stay up real, real fucking late. Um, There you go, Justin. There's your picture captured oh, right there. Oh, my God. Why? Why? So cute. Uh, so <laughs> the uh, so yeah, I, I I plan on trying sometime this weekend if I can manage it. Um, but I I imagine as soon as this fucking monitor comes off, I'm going to find a uh, very comfy spot on my bed and sleep for fucking eighteen hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't blame you. It's I don't blame me at all. Uh, if if I can, I'm going to try to find m- uh, time to see this movie before the it's internet completely ruins. Sp- yeah, I mean, Infinity War me. was was spoiled for me a week afterwards, and it's like, well, fuck it. See, I actually survived the the initial wave of spoilers. I just decided it's going to wait so long that I forgot all the spoilers. Well, Until I watched again, I'm probably at that point now. I mean, that's been out for what two years? Yeah, you're fine. Um, Year. Yeah, so you're fine. Um, but yeah, no, the I was able to manage not or being spoiler free until it hit DVD, which, I mean, that's a pretty big feat considering the amount of shit that's on the internet. Yeah. Uh, so I was. I was pretty happy with myself. That also meant that for a period of about six months or so, I was not very social media heavy because good God, some things were, you know, were kind of spoiled without really spoiling it. It's kind of a weird territory. Um, you know, some, some, uh, some hints that were thrown out there about certain dustings, 
uh, or certain uh, certain lines in the movie, particularly the uh, uh, Peter Parker lines. Those were spoiled for me, but they didn't have. I didn't have the context to be able to say, "Oh shit!" Well, I mean that that was a spoiler, you know. So there's there's that. So I'm I'm just I'm ho- I'm I'm hoping that I can survive the minefield for at least a week. If I can, I'll probably see it before the next show. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed. You hope, but I mean it's. Incredibly easy for me to actually just turn off all face, you know, Facebook, social media, everything. It's just not nearly as hard for me to turn off YouTube. And YouTube is pretty much my TV. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, because I don't spend for TV. I don't think anybody should have to. Um, still. Well, technically you don't. Well, I mean... I, I, I guess I spend for Netflix, but I mean, all you really need is an antenna. I even so, I mean, what's there gonna be on at night on on over the fucking air? I'm gonna watch a bunch of fucking infomercials and you know, and religious programming and that's pretty and much the it. Sub, <laughs> the sub channels generally have quite a bit. It's all syndication stuff, though. But in the middle of the night? Yeah. uh, I doubt it. And old movies. Oh, old movies. Ooh, uh, I could fucking watch Netflix (laughs) or YouTube or pretty much anything else on the internet. Why? Uh, Over-the-air TV is is useless to me. Speaking of spoiler-free. Yeah? I did... uh, Catch up on Game of Thrones this week. Oh, finally. Oh, my God. Yeah, and without spoiling it, the next episode is the one I've been looking forward to for a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am three seasons behind. So you're about the same spot I was, Rusty. I'll say the very next season that you're in is way more exciting than the prior season. And then it turns into full-on battle after battle after battle. So the... The thing with John happened end of season five, so I Let's... watched, I watched six, seven, and the first two episodes of eight. That's exactly what I did. I I don't know. There was something about season five that was just slow. There was a whole lot of buildup, and then once I got into season six and a half, when the battles start happening, I was just like, "Oh fuck, this is this is cool as shit." Well, actually, really. Six starts, season six starts at a fairly good pace. Like, there's not a whole lot of setup there. I'm just saying, Rusty, if you're interested at all, you're not in a bad spot to pick it back up. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if my heart can handle another, like, uh, good character death. I can. Uh, There'll be plenty. I can hook a brother up. Can you? All right, then. <laughs> so, that being said, though, Rusty, I, well worth the binge. That was all I binged the last week, and then I finally caught up well, by the last episode. It's also an easy binge, because six is only, like, ten episodes. Seven and seven's is, a half season. Seven is nine episodes. So And none of them are... 
extra extra long there's not any two hours well no it's all one hour yeah they're all about an hour so they're it's basically just this is blasphemy for my heart but i mean they're all basically lord of the rings the american version oh terrible but like the part that i wasn't interested in before is the fact that it was all low fantasy when it starts right right and now they've moved it to high fantasy the high fantasy stuff to me is way more interesting. I know people aren't, not everybody's into elves and orcs and all sorts of shit like that. That's not elves and orcs, but they've got their own fantasy setting for a lot of this stuff. It just finally started getting supernatural. I'm and I like that say, shit. Like there's, there's magic and all sorts see, of shit now. Season six and seven has a lot of what you were waiting for. Uh-huh. The dragons. Uh-huh. They play a huge part. Okay. I feel like it, I'm watching like a World of Warcraft battle open up or something crazy I like know, that, right? like World of Warcraft 2 or something. Like know. it's full on special effects. I mean, super well, high budget at this point. I start to say, you, to the you point, can tell. It's just movie after movie after from, movie. From the production value standpoint, why is season six, seven, and now the final season are so short? And that's because HBO is spending a buttload of money to make these battles happen. Yeah, these these individual episodes have movie budgets. Yeah. Good. I mean... Yeah, no, it's, it is good. I mean, <clears throat> lots of uh, crazy slaughter and battle shit going on. I mean, the Battle of the Bastards is like a 10-minute battle. Hey, I remember that. Did you know. get that far? I think I did. So you're farther did than you, you think. Uh, yeah, because holy shit, what, does he have like fucking ginormous swinging fucking elephant nuts for doing what he did? So there you go. <laughs> if you're that far and you saw that was awesome, it just keeps getting more awesome. Okay. Than the next episode is on the verge of a huge ass you're battle. You're really pretty much season seven. Okay, is where you start. I think the last thing I remember is the uh, the crossing of the sea. So that must have been the end. So of... maybe that wasn't the battle of the bastards you saw last. No, no, it would have been. She crossed the sea at the end of six. Okay, so minor spoiler, but yeah, but. Yeah, the crossing of the sea is is what I remembered last. So okay, yeah. So yeah, you watched season six, so you just have seven to go. Okay, and that's nine episodes. Okay, cool. I'm a little more caught up than I thought I was. Yay! Yeah, I mean, it's um, something. It's an easy bed watch. Like yeah. I was to to segue See, here. I was playing video games while I was watching. Games. I start say season seven took me all of. Two nights. See, it was one day watch. for me, and I was just, I was playing turn-based video games, which I'm going to probably have to play a lot more for a little while with the puppy. Are you kidding me? I watched season, season, while I was watching season seven, I'm sitting there trying to play The Division, and shit keeps happening, and I'm like, I can't watch, I can't play this game right now. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. I couldn't. Either. No, I was playing Slay the Spire when I was watching when I was watching it, which I, uh, is a very turn-based game. I mean, it's literally turn by turn, so you can really. It's like, oh, it's sped up. I guess we're just. I don't even have to pause. I'm just gonna not play for a minute. Right. Right. No, I. Uh, I'm gonna say Slay the Spire to jump back into that. Yeah. 
That game is pretty good. I mean, really, really good. I have not slowed down on that. I've It's been a go-back-to game that I can't quite stop playing. And I need good turn-based games in my life for when I don't want to play multiplayer. I don't want to play something I can't pause. Right. Like, turn-based really fits that need really well. And so I did some of that. And then I also, I told you guys I'd talk about it. Um, I did uh, Deep Sky Derelicts. And Deep Sky Derelicts, and Jason, I think you would actually like this quite a bit, is essentially Darkest Dungeon in Space, but not as hard. Nice. I'm almost about to beat it on my run. Like, this is probably my seventh run. They're long runs, though. Um, They're really long runs. And to explain what it is, because I just touched on it last week, um, you have a squad, like you do in Darkest Dungeon, you have six archetypes. Um, each of those archetypes kind of come up with like a set of stats and then you have removable equipment that you can add to them, um, that you find in the derelicts. The derelicts are abandoned ships and you have energy, which is essentially your oxygen, so to speak, in these derelicts. So the, they represent the dungeon you're going to and they're randomized and you're going to find data. But while you're finding data to figure out what the mothership is, you're also coming across side quests. Oh, Okay. You can go back to the mothership at any point um, to either refill your energy or sell goods or heal up your guys or whatever, Um, but you have to be able to make it back to the airlock. So you have to kind of plan how many moves you're going to take, and then some encounters that you have also count cost energy, which you basically also use your oxygen. Yeah. They'll come up with random encounters, very much like FTL, like you have a dialogue encounter that you run across, and then sometimes those turn into quests. Right. Um, for things that you have to find or situations you have to solve or random math puzzles that you have to solve or all sorts of really interesting stuff. Like there was one that I was trying to prove some guy's innocence and he had a bunch of mercenaries hunting him on the ship for various mistakes he made. And you had to figure out how to pacify each one of those, either kill him or talk your way out of it. And it used some of the skills that my characters have to give me options to do that. Um, but. So what happens is, and this is something I think if you and want... it's called again? Deep Sky Derelicts. Usually runs... I got it for $15. Um, I think it normally runs 20 bucks. But, uh, so what you do with it is... I'm going to get anybody started. Look at... There's a glossary that tells... It has a shit tutorial. There's a glossary that tells you what each item... What each marker means on your map because you're in a big square grid, so to speak. And you're uncovering points of interest as you go. So if you see a triangle, it's either A, an enemy, or B, it's a point of interest like a character or a console or something, right? So you you have to explore every triangle. And it can be an encounter. If you ever need to escape, there are a couple of double arrows off to the side of the screen that don't say escape. But if you click that, it'll give you a turn and then let you escape. But you have a scanner, which costs energy to use. And you use that scanner to figure out where your different pathways are because it'll reveal the map. And the more that you upgrade, it'll also tell you if there's enemies or points of interest or sometimes reveal what those points of interest are um, as you go. And then you have a lot of scrap. So if you see a horizontal line, then that is just pure scrap or it is a point that you have to clear out to get past. But basically, you go through each level and then you run into boss encounters or you'll run into random enemies or random NPCs or whatever. And then you've got, you take energy with you sometimes to replenish it as you go, but you can always go back to the point of entries or separate points of energy that you'll discover to go back to the ship. So, and then it's a turn-based card battler, which makes a, another layer on top of that. So you, 
every piece of equipment you have comes with like one, two, five cards, whatever, and that adds it to your deck. And then every modification you add to it, they both all of them, you get four pieces of equipment. All of those have four mod two mod slots. Each one of those mod slots adds both stats and sometimes stats only, and then also it adds cards. So those cards you play for each of the different abilities your character has. So you're always modified by that. And then on top of that, you have a skill tree for each character that also unlocks additional cards to add to your deck. Hmm. So it plays out kind of like a card battle or kind of like Slay the Spire. And I didn't even think I'd like this kind of game, but for some reason it hits that old magic side of me. And I just like it because it's a sort of a deck building game, right? Because mm -hmm. I, if I overload my deck, it's going to take forever to get through the deck. Right. And you don't, different characters have different ways to draw additional cards, but initially you start off with whatever draw you get, and you got to play through those cards to get more cards. So you have to kind of set a strategy on how you play those cards. I'm pretty good at it because I'm in the mothership now, and probably about, that mothership has taken me about three hours so far to get through, and I just keep going back and selling shit because I keep getting so much loot. But um, I'm having a lot of fun with it, and with it being super turn-based and save anywhere, um, it has been, e and it's got a, like an old school, like almost fifties comic, like dark comic style. I don't know how to describe it, but after almost refunding it, I gave it a second and just said, all right, I'm going to figure out how to do this. I'm just going to watch somebody play 30 minutes of it and see what I'm doing wrong. It's like, oh, literally hit my scanner all the time, running out of oxygen and I'm not upgrading any ability. So this is why this sucks so bad with me with my initial run. Okay. It will get better. It got better in 30 minutes. Gotcha. And then after that, I was hooked. So I don't know what my Steam login says, but I want to say I have about 30 hours in that game now. Mm -hmm. um, super, super cool, I think. Yeah. I, I've been I've been kind of searching for things. Um, I'm looking for something different. I'm not sure if I'd be into, you know, into a card-based game at the moment. You should try um, Frostpunk. And I really should probably try you know, Frostpunk or Anno or, you know, like a city builder. Frostpunk's a different breed of city builder, though, because you're always dealing with moral dilemma. Yeah. And, and, die. and you're also dealing with um, decisions you have to make and exploration and a very harsh climate that makes you, forces you to do make decisions for your survival versus keeping your people happy. And then you got to balance the two as you go. And it gets pretty damn hard. And there are easy builder scenarios where you can literally just play and it gives you kind of random objectives you could go. And then it's got story campaign scenarios with kind of preset paths to go through. And it's got a lot of content. Yeah. I, I and, and it's You can think of it like a roguelike because you can play a scenario and that can take you about four or five hours to beat. So okay. each one of the scenarios take you four or five hours. Or you can do the endless mode, which is the current game I've got running right now on kind of a passive mode. And all it's making me do is do some random objectives, and it's not making me overkill survive, but it's still pushing me hard enough to make sure I'm keeping pace with the economy that I've got running. The economy is basically just the amount of energy coal you have to keep your steam engine going. Right. So it's making me pace that, but it's not punishing me too hard, so I'm coming up with a pretty intricate overlay of my city. But I... It's just different enough that it's different than everything else. It also looks pretty as shit. Yeah. I, that's a weird way to... That's just, not the analogy I meant, but, right. you know, it's just a really... It's pretty as shit, man. Well, they... They... <coughs> they worked with Intel to figure out... Because all the snow effects are all CPU intensive. Uh -huh. So they were... They figured out how to make the game run 
CPU less intensive. I guess the original game had 4K snow textures. Oh, geez. But it, like, there's a lot of interesting tech behind how that game works. Because it'll also run at 4K on my machine if I overclock the GPU a little bit. But it looks really good. It is a really good look, and it's a very unique-looking city builder. Like, take the frost, the steampunk thing at face value and just, it's a weird survival sim thing. And it's cool. Yeah. Uh, is getting there. distracted by I'm, the cuteness. I, the dog that has got her head lopsided in your arm. Just huh? anyway, um, she's fucking adorable. It, she is, <laughs> and she's decided she's completely comfortable in my lap. Yeah, not mine though. Apparently, I'm too bony. I guess so. <laughs> no, you're too machine-like. No, oh, that's probably true. Box and wires, right? So. Yeah, so uh, Frostpunk's on my list of things. Um, I, I've also was looking at Anno, of course. I was looking at you know different games that was coming through, and I've never actually played an Anno game, uh, but I've heard they're you know fairly decent. Uh, the uh, Anno's more of like SimCity in a retro or futuristic setting, right? It's, it's very much that kind of game, right? And that's kind of what I was looking for. And basically, I'm trying to move. A little bit away from Division Two, because I mean, there's there's changes coming, but they're nowhere near close yet. <clears throat> and um, man, it's basically been the same loop for me for the past week or two. I just didn't want to grind that much. <clears throat> I've got another game I'll talk about after we're all done. But my thing with Division is nothing wrong with Division. I just it's just like I've been yeah. eating pizza for a week. Pizza's amazing. But right. now I'm just good to try something a little bit different. And right, right. now I need something that's turn-based or slower. Right. And for me, well, it's just, it's just uh, I've gotten my build you know, to the point where I'm comfortable with it. And I know, I just know that what's going to happen coming up with the new changes, because Ubisoft loves to like throw that fucking wrench and shit. Unstoppable get fucking pooned. Unstoppable Force is getting, you know, it's getting nerfed hard. <laughs> so right now it's it gives you 2% damage per 10k armor. Uh, and the changes that happened on the public test realm for, you know, for it today has it as 2% for every 25k armor. So instead of getting like 44% damage, I am going to be getting somewhere like 18 yeah. Uh, so I know for me, it's been more, of course, last week or week before last, I was kind of in a weird place and, or last week. And then this week, aside from Game of Thrones, it's been really hard to get back into it because when I've got on, um, neither Justin or David or anybody else was on, um, and my wife, we're just going to have to set play dates. Right. Because I've been checking too, and I was like, oh, Jason's not on. I'm going to go back to play. Yeah. Later. Well, we just need to get better at texting each other. That's true. Um, and then uh, uh, wife's been in kind of a weird place. So she's had uh, uh, she's had something um, pop up that's put her on an antibiotic, an antibacterial, oh, and boy. a steroid. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
So she's just she's been, roiding out at you. She's just been no. She's been literally passing out at like nine o'clock every night. Yeah, it's uh, um, yeah, it's the the cocktail the com- of everything is the cocktail of everything. Normally, a steroid like pumps her up, gets her going, uh, like almost too much. I know, but the fact that <laughs> but the fact that she's on an antibiotic and an antiviral and an antibacterial. Jeez. She's Yeah, that'll yeah. kick you that'll cook your insides. Basically her uh her allergies really start fucking with a uh an area of skin. Yeah. And those are always those are always hard to treat once that breaks out. If it break you know, if you don't notice it till it's you just too put bad. yourself in a back to tank for a month and you'll be fine. God, I wish we had back to tanks. <laughs> she would have been done in a day. I have to be able to fix all this here in a real quick time, too. Uh, uh, back to didn't necessarily work on internals. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. It enters the pores. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. Internal injuries were, were helped by back to two. So, Star Wars g- nerds out there. Um, <laughs> so it was just really weird week. So when I wasn't, uh, like I played, last night was the first time I played any significant time in Division. Yeah. Um, got my gear, gear score from 370 to 376 just from grinding some of the underground trying to get keys so i uh i, I speaking of which west potomac yep go grind the undergrounds in there you'll get keys so you can get four to six per run well, or you could just do bounties now because bounties give you oh, keys that's true too yeah um, i don't like doing bounties solo or, though i like or, doing bounties with friends or uh, or you here. could just you know because if you die you fucked it up yeah no, actually so, if you spend your intel on a bounty and you fail, you can go back to that bounty. You just have to restart the encounter. You don't have to buy the intel again. You don't buy it with intel Which again. is an improvement over the first game. So, so you can try it as many times as you want. You, know, you just have to fight through the whole, you know, the whole encounter. Um, and you don't have to grind for intel again. Yeah. Um, I don't have problems with keys. Um because you get keys for every named boss. Uh, this is true. And I have, uh, so last week, I was, I was so. trying for something. I I wanted to single-handedly do one of so. the clan projects. And yeah. if you know what a clan project is in Division 2, they're not built for one person to do it. No. They're built for... 50 people to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh so I said fuck it, I'm going to do it. My clan had a uh a, a clan project to uh dismantle 1400 items. Yeah, so we came up short on that by like 20,000 items. I uh, I uh I I did it I did it by myself. I looted 1,400 items total, and I dismantled everything. Granted, (laughs) if we were smart about it, you log in, go to all your control points. Yeah. 
hit those and yeah you've got your log out log back in and do hit the... all your control points i did yeah. i did it by doing missions because you also got clan xp for doing the missions yeah uh, and they were actually faster for me to just to spam run fucking missions because i was running solo uh, uh and i ended up with being top on the distinction board by like i don't know a couple hundred million uh i i had um i think i had like 16 or 17 million clan xp alone i had at one point not enough of the cash box yeah. storage like you can carry 10 you know you know, yeah, the, fuel proficiency yeah, caches. I, I had to get rid of all of them so that I could fill it back up again. I, uh, I, I right now so, I think I have like eight still unopened in my so <laughs> inventory. The way the the way the last couple of weeks went for me kind of really ended up disappointing me because I ended up only getting twenty five of the special cash options or oh. items. Yeah. So coming up five short just because the last two weeks were kind of meh. Yeah. Kind of sucked for me because I really wanted that Black Tusk set. It's all right. I, I don't I really think you wanted it. It's all right. I really wanted it. Oh, that's over now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's over. Um, yeah, so the apparel any, event's over. You can't get any more caches, but I was... I had gone through and gotten all thirty of the uh, the cash items, the pearl items, in the first week. I was I was done with it. <laughs> I haven't needed a cash uh, an apparel cash item for weeks now, and I mean, it was a month long thing. I was done in a week. Yeah. So. I, uh, well, I, you also put in a shit ton more hours than I do. Yeah. Uh, I'm nowhere near as uh you know I, I'm in the like the top two percent. Uh, I mean that's still kind of crazy. I mean, I'm still technically in the top twenty percent, but shit. Yeah. Um. So anyway, um, when I wasn't watching Game of Thrones on my phone, I was playing One Finger Death Punch on my phone because I'm now addicted <laughs> to that. I played a bit of that of of One Finger Death Punch too. Got about. Uh, I don't know, like thirty or forty percent through the game. Uh, I can tell you, it gets pretty stupid. Uh, it, it does. It does get really stupid. Uh, like the the speed at which things just happen. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was destroying my mouse for sure. I was looking at different ways to destroy my keyboard instead of my mouse. So I was going to remap it to like some keys on the keyboard that I hardly ever use, so I could just destroy those. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a fun yeah. game. I so as stupid as that gets on uh, on the on the PC, uh, I found it's even worse on the phone because touchscreen responsiveness versus mechanical mouse responsiveness are. Two very different things. It, it's all right. The only thing I don't like about the phone version of the game is that it's very mobilized. Like, it has 
It has like I ignore it. login rewards and freaking currencies and you know and bullshit and whereas I ignore uh, that I, shit. I, when you play the fucking game on PC, it is it's pure, it's whole. It does not have that extra shit. Right, but you also don't have to pay for it on the phone. It is free. Two or one. One. Yeah. For me, it was a buck for PC for the first one and six bucks for the second one. And for seven dollars, it's a lot of content. Uh, yeah. I was just saying seven bucks. Yeah, I bought, a, I bought the first one for a dollar after you talked about it a lot. Yeah. I've played it a fair amount, and then I've played two a fair amount, too. I almost started playing that tonight, except for Lola wouldn't fall asleep, so she was awake again. She's back asleep again. Back asleep, curled up in a ball. And so Putting cute. both of my legs to sleep. So you Pass her again. No. She's, oh, no. She's, she's, she's in a spot. She's in the zone right now. <laughs> she has started snoring several times. So, yeah. That's um, when the one thing that's been good yesterday is that she does seem to fall asleep a lot. So it's kind of easy, except that she gets heavy on the legs after a while. Yeah. yeah, but puppies are just like children. So they they sleep a lot, expend a huge amount of energy in a very short period of time when they're awake, and then they sleep again. Yeah, and of course we could be as loud as we want right now, and we won't wake her up. So that's correct. Uh, <laughs> Easy podcast, dog. Yeah, right. Uh, so there's that. Yeah. She, she will not sleep like this forever. Oh my god. Nope. You've you've met a boxer. They have. They save all of their energy for their their uh, their adolescent to adult stages. Holy shit. You know, I played another game that I was hoping to try out a little bit tonight, at least on break. Mm, what's Got up? Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. there is a ass load of content in that Holy game. Holy balls. Did the fucking internet just go explosive on this fucking game? Like there's the game itself, like the gameplay and, you know, and everything is, is, is Mortal Kombat. It's over the top fucking gory. Uh, I will say that I like this the best out of all the Mortal Kombat's. What what the internet's actually getting on, and it's freaking twisting people's panties in so many different fucking ways, is that there's subtle references to freaking, like, you know, fourth wall breaks and, you know, and real world politics and, you know, bullshit. I guess I didn't catch any of that. Like, there's, I guess there's a line in, you know, you know, that's, that's used in one of the endings. I guess this got, game's got a bunch of different endings. I think I got the good um, ending. But uh, there's there's one where they just, you know, the, the characters end up going back through time and they were saying something about, I'm not waiting another 20,000 years or so, uh, something like that for society to become woke again. And the 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 usage of the word woke triggered so many people on the internet that it was just laughable how many people just got fucking apeshit crazy over the usage of woke why because i uh, i'm not i'm not catching it woke is basically just being you know able to kind of grasp the the state of society like yeah no i I know what it means but but, what is that significant 
it's not characteristic of the characters or the game itself. Uh, there's also, I guess, I've not seen it because uh, I've been kind of trying to stay away from the spoiler elements of Mortal Kombat. Eventually, I'll play it, maybe. I'm not a big fighting game fan, but um, but I guess there's a couple points in there where it kind of takes a jab at, you know, at a, uh, at, at the uh, a certain campaign slogan. Make Outworld great again. Um, oh, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> it's a, for me and you probably would just be like, well, I can okay, tell you, I, I can, can, I can I speak can to, so I won't speak for them, right? But one of the people I know is one of the senior designers for Mortal Kombat. Right. I just met him at a PAX pretty randomly, got along with him really well. It was a really random thing, right? And then you got Ed Boone, who Ed Boone's like in his 50s now. Well, the dude I know is only a few years older than me, so early 40s. He's been he's been helping with the design of Mortal Kombat since two, I believe. Okay, so I mean, that's... since he was like sixteen years old, right? So, and he's fairly like I'm not gonna dive into politics, but right. what and... I've gotten from him is he doesn't post a lot of political shit to begin with at all. Everything he posts happens to be about the game he's working on all the time, right? Like he's really into working on Mortal Kombat, which is obviously he's been working on it for half his life. Fucking than, kick-ass games. So just, yeah. But, and every time he tries to make it even better and better and better. So, like, there's, I don't get a political vibe from him at all. I mean, he's a big KMFDM fan, which is a very anti-Republican right. uh, thing. And I, if you just, if you have any interest at all, just look into anything KMFDM and look at anything that Sasha has said. You understand, like, that's, he's probably the farthest thing from a Republican possible. Um Chicago-based band. He's they're um, from Chicago, right? right? Like that's a game. FDM. If you're into any kind of like weird industrial scene in the '90s, has been an underground thing now for 30 years. Yes. So, anyways, I just don't get that vibe from him at all. No, and, it's, I, and I don't think it's him. But I'm just saying. But we're also talking about people that are like late Gen X, early Gen Y that have developed this game, not right. current millennial. Right. I, I'm sure there's millennial people on the staff, right? Right. Uh, Mortal Kombat, but I don't feel like they're very sensitive to anything. Does that make sense? <laughs> Especially oh, yeah. like when I show you some no. of the fatalities, because I do want the no. fatality. They've got the... hard and easy fatalities, uh... and then they got the super easy fatalities, which I actually haven't figured out how to trigger those. But it's very, I mean, it's not any harder than a Tekken move. Right. I figured out a fair amount. I went through the fatalities training, and it's all of them are just slightly harder than a regular move and pretty easy to pull off. So like you could I mean... learn most of them pretty easy. But yeah, no, you can definitely tell that all the guys on this design staff and the writers, they're like us. Could give a fuck. Yeah, there's that. And the story, though, it takes itself pretty seriously, um, was kind of like watching a Mortal Kombat movie. So, like, the pacing of it is it takes you through several characters. And it's kind of, I heard this, I won't, I don't know who to quote because I can't remember who said it. But there's an article I was reading out there that basically said it's kind of like going to the movies and then being able to step out to the arcade and in like the high like right after a high action moment because there's a lot of stuff there where you get to you are a ridiculous puppy. Um, there's a lot of little points in there where it's like all right so here's a big action scene and then here's the fight that kind of happens and right. it kind of blends back and forth a lot. Right. And it takes you through about eight characters in the roster and I want to say they're about twenty two. So it takes you through a fair share of the characters themselves, 
um, and lets you kind of learn some moves as you go, but it doesn't really tutorialize much. Like there's no fatalities in the story because you're not actually killing anybody. Right. Um, well, I guess you kind of are in some parts. But anyways, I felt like it was the greatest Mortal Kombat story ever told, even though it's like weird and disjointed and all the way out there. I had a lot of fun with it. I was just watching it the entire time. The couple times that I got a little bit misty in points, like it's so, but it's so bizarre. Um, <laughs> okay. I, but the, the acting, the mocap acting they're getting is very good. Right. Um, the facial animation capture is extremely good. It's nearly fourth wall or nearly uncanny valley on some of the graphics. The graphics are very good. Um, and then the fatalities are just so fucking over the top. Of course. Um, they well, also, I mean, they've been getting ever since I did, uh, uh, did the initial remake of mortal Kombat. The fatalities have been getting more and more over the top. You start wondering about the, the mental state of the people like, you know, <laughs> sitting in a freaking like office room going, okay. We need a uh, we need a fatality how, for Sub Zero. How can we make this more bloody and brutal? Well, so they all have multiple fatalities, of course. And he does one where he throws somebody in a uh, what do you call the thing? The stalks, uh-huh. and then chops their head off and then freezes the head. Right. It's I think it's pretty badass. I I've, I play a lot of this is this is super stereotypical. I usually play reptile, but reptile's not in this game, so I play a lot. Of, I, I like the ninja characters. So I've been playing a lot of Scorpion because I'm really familiar with Scorpion's moves, right? And Scorpion has a great fatality. Scorpion's a cheese character. But here's the thing that you don't know is there's a diff- a lot of variety that you can add to the moves so that this plays out like an RPG in a way. You've got all these different gear sets that you unlock and move sets you unlock. So the Scorpion that I have right now has a dash across the screen and he has a blow fire and a fireball. Um, which I use a lot. You can do a meter burn. Throw a fireball. Yeah, so he plays a little bit differently than normal, right? And he's got really good combos to chain together, and it seems pretty easy to chain them together. You got fire. So, yeah, it's very dollsome. So I've had a lot of fun using Scorpion. I've also gotten pretty good but with Kun Lao. Um, yeah. So Kun Lao has some great moves as well, some of the classic moves. but he, so, but he's also got alternate moves that you can add into a set. So you create this set, and it says you've got so many moves that you can add into spaces to build this character. Then you get gear sets that also adds XP to unlock more outfits or whatever, right? Right. Um, you also have the crypt again. So you, after you earn gold, you go through the crypt and open a bunch of bunch of chests, and that gives you random loot. Loot boxes, yay! But you're earning all this okay. currency in games. Just saying. You can buy, yeah, you can buy currency. You've been able to buy that for two games at this point. Right. But there's, I don't see any real need to. But you don't need to, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got the I power mean, challenges again. Which the, li- only, the only reason by currency in any of these games has always been expediency. Yeah. You could you easily just but battle I on the tower and, and get Or the you can battle online. And, and the towers, they've got the infinite towers. They've got custom towers. They've got different all sorts of challenges. that They add different varieties to what's going on and a different set of story for each of the characters, but it's just so deep. Like, so there's another thing. There's a, uh, is it at the easy brutality? I think it's called an easy brutality. So basically what you have is once your meter gets to 30%, you can click both triggers and it does a move set that will knock off 30% health. So kind of like, um, 
Well, I mean, that's uh, what's the, the what's the DC game they had right the before this? Supers. It's uh, um, Injustice. Injustice. So yeah. it does a meter burn thing like Injustice that you can do by clicking two buttons. Well, yeah, both all the Mortal Kombat games have. That's where they no, introduced they, it. No, they didn't. The X-ray moves. No, that's yeah. different than that. So here's they don't do X-ray moves anymore. But what they do with this is you can do this burn one time in the in the battle. So all through all matches, you can do it once. So you can kind of choose. Am I going to burn it? Do I need to burn it right now, or do I need to wait? And typically, what I do is wait until I'm oh, like in so, so dire you straits. Don't earn it by damage taken anymore. No, it's just you get to thirty percent okay. of your health, and then you can do it. But you can only do it once in the entire match. So it gives okay, you. So it, they put a limit on it. Yeah, and it gives you edge on there. So you're like, if you're both low, it's like who's going to do it, or you're going to save it. Right, so if I save it, then I've got it again. So let's say I'm really close to winning, I might just chance it and just win normally because yeah. you can also break out of it too. Because I mean, it had that in the first two games. It was just if you took took thirty percent worth of damage on your health, it unlocked. Uh, or yeah, so this is did, when you're down to thirty percent. Or if you did, um, or if you did enough of the specials. You unlock the super. See, and it also does brutalities, too, based on what your final move is. So you can do a final move on a character. So let's say I uppercut him or I throw him. And it'll also, if that's the final hit that kills him, it does a different animation or kill for the deal. And all of these moves also look like fatalities. Like, they are fucking badass. Um, there's some new characters. I won't spoil that too much for you. Um, but the... Uh, overall feel the game isn't as fast as the last one it's slower more methodical more tactical i feel like there's like perfect blocks regular blocks it still does the same thing you click a button it's right trigger on xbox to block but you have to be tactical about what you're going to do like you can't completely just button mash your way through it and it feels methodical when you fight like and it's really big on chaining together regular combos and tying them into specials so you're not necessarily just you can't necessarily just cheese because you can perfect block your way out of a cheese. So if I'm um, Blue Kang and I'm just up there like double kicking over and over and over again, I can perfect block that, break it, and then dive into a combo and punish the person who who was hurting me. So it yeah, you're just doing chip damage over and over and over again. I can come back out of that and then just beat the shit out of you for trying to cheese me. Sweet. I mean, yes. So, but I can cheese. But it looks great. It plays great. It runs a fantastic frame rate. It has a good story mode. It has a good conquest mode. It has a good, um, I feel like, crypt that gives a lot of unlockables. It has a whole lot of extra, like if I want to grind to get this special set for this character, yeah, I could totally do that. I'm going to earn XP and unlock all this shit for this character. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even got to the point of like, do I get special boosts on different moves or unlock different moves at this point? Because mm. all of them have like four or five varieties of their moves that are completely different based on how I set it up. I heard that you can actually like increase the damage. Of course, it doesn't affect PvP or online players. Yeah, but it's just like that. But you can do store basically tower mode and stuff. Right. Yeah. So, you, so you, when you build your character, you can build your character around moves that you're strong with uh, and be able to set up your own style and combos. And, of course, it has a different visual style, though I've heard that some of the female characters don't have the same outfits anymore. Um, no, there was a – it's a pretty obvious push that there's not really any skimpiness to it. Right. So, so Katana uh, is not 
looking like Chun-Li from like Street Fighter 2. Uh, right. So Right with the But but each one of them has their own, you know, their own like different styles. Um There's a know. couple of new female characters that are really fucking interesting. Like this one doesn't have Melina in it, which I liked playing Melina in the last one. Right. Katana has a way different has the classic Katana moveset, but also has a completely different moveset. And then the uh Baraka has like several different movesets too. I've noticed the uh brought some gameplay of somebody playing Baraka and you know, just the uh like the war banner gameplay. Uh where he uses his war banner as uh as a weapon. Basically a spear. Yeah. Uh and, and just basically brutalizes people with this fucking a, spear. <laughs> I I really like playing Raiden. I mean that's a classic character, yeah. right? But Raiden's got several different varieties and so instead of doing the fly across the screen thing, he's got like a jump up and then kind of glide across move Mm -hmm. he's got a move that does like electric damage in a sphere around him that you can use to block people that do a lot of jump kicks you've got he's got projectiles um that aren't just the electrocute he can like run a projectile around the ground for people that are blocking a lot that's very unexpected and you can set him up in a variety of different ways and also there's a whole bunch of visual flair that you can add as you're doing this like i've got him with orange lightning right now because i fucking love raiden right Um but and he's got this cool, like, lightning hat that I he got is, on him right now. He gets very angry. He's yeah. a very angry character after, you know, after all of these different fucking Mortal Kombat's and how many fucking times he's died. Yeah, it's changed. He's so, a it, very angry person. And then there's some new boss encounters, guy. basic. There's no Goro, to my knowledge, so I'll just kind of throw that out there. Um. Okay, so with... His people are still there, but there's no Goro. So, right. Okay, so Goro was a thing for Mortal Kombat 10. Yeah. Uh where uh Shao Kahn is the uh, is the he's a central character in this one. Right. And he was one of the uh characters that wasn't necessarily playable before and now he's he was a uh uh He's pre-order. not playable. He's not playable in story, but he's basically if you pre-order and yeah. then if or if you get season pass you get him. Right. So the the bonus for pre-ordering was get Shao Kahn, and then if you got season pass right now, you get Shao Kahn as well. Right. Okay. Well, so I pre-ordered it because I wasn't getting the season pass yet. Right. Because I wanted Shao Kahn, and that's I I broke my rule. I don't pre-order often, but well, I do play some Mortal Kombat. But I've, when you do, but when I do, it's a something that I'm a big fan of usually. Yeah. So there, there's. You said that Reptile's not in it, but I think he is. He has a, he's not an unlockable character now. I could see him being unlockable later. I'm fairly certain that Reptile will be in this. It's he just, could be a he hidden might not unlock- be Yeah, he may not be unlocked for you or he may not be unlocked right now, but they definitely just, have Cybot in it. So Cybot's a pretty badass character too. But the amount of characters that Mortal Kombat has to play with equals greater than 22. So um for current for current game now before season pass, I think right. that's where we're at because I've looked to see what's unlockable and I've unlocked everything that's available. Just obviously not all the skins and variants of all the characters. I had I I want to say that I saw some uh some information that uh some of the uh the mocap people or the um the uh voice acting people uh that that did some of the stuff for Mortal Kombat uh, I think it was uh, Kung Lao and the same dude did Kung Lao and Reptile. So that kind of tells me that Reptile are you trying to give yourself a seizure dude? What the hell's going on? 
Yeah, I have to look kind of like it's a strobe light. Uh, I have no idea what's happening right now. It looks like you've got a button stuck. You should uh, just reset it. But where? Uh, it's telling me that you've gone incognito about, oh, 40 times a second. I wasn't even trying to go incognito. I was just trying to open another tab. You have... You have a problem. I do. Oh, my God. Look at this dog. Yeah, the tongue. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So, dog is obviously sleeping. Tongue is out. And wiggling. Like, in sleep. Just, like... God. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh, my gosh. Dog, you are too cute for your own good. Uh, <laughs> it's stupid, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know why I'm 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 uh, I'm gushing over this dog right now. So, do we no. want to take a quick break? Yeah, we should probably take a, a quick break. I need to compose myself. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> sleeping puppy on my lap now yeah she's uh she's found her way around all the laps around here yes yes she even slept on my lap while they were playing mortal Kombat during the break so So, speaking of mortal Kombat, now that you've seen it in action Mm -hmm. jason what do you think i love it anything specific that you uh, like differently from the other ones so that um uh whatever it was that you called it that gave you more time to actually initiate the movesets. I think it's in the last game, but... Um, that made combos a whole lot easier to initiate. I don't know if they you enable it like... You have to be super stupid fast on the controller to do it. Yeah, it's called long press is one of the options. And it defaults that. I don't... I'm sure in tournament mode it doesn't let you use that. But mm. for just casual play, it lets the move... I mean, we're both doing moves. Yeah. You know, and it's all the typical back forward kind of stuff, and it just works. It's okay. It also has, I have it disabled the, the uh, what do you call it, diagonal input. So that's completely disabled so that it just works. You know, it would and be. And you can just goof around with it and just, not be a professional player and just have fun with it. Yeah. Because you just give me a controller. And all I'm going to do is just basically grip it over and over again until the moves happen. <laughs> well, the Pre- press all the buttons all at the same time must be a fatality. <laughs> what was it? Who was the last fight that we just had? I'm having a brain fart. Uh, Kung Lao and Liu Kang. Yeah, so I haven't played. What I didn't tell you is I'd played Liu Kang very recently on purpose because um, I needed a win. But. <laughs> Jason, without playing that game in a while, you seem to be doing pretty all right and started yeah. getting some moves chained together. I mean, you played Scorpion, who everybody's played a million times, and remembered yeah. most of the moves pretty quickly. Well, it helped that you have most of them unlocked. So, Well, it starts you know. off, the 
when you play story mode, at least, it starts off with two moves apiece that are unlocked. And then I've rebuilt the character cards on everybody I like to play. So I think on that version of, you had the default version of Scorpion with everything yeah. unlocked, basically. Yeah. And then I took you through playing through a few fatalities. Was there anything particular that you were fond of? That Johnny Cage fatality was priceless. It's the Completely funniest one. Completely irreverent and priceless. Basically turns the opponent into a puppet. Yeah. So for me, and I did this with Mortal Kombat 10 um, or X or whatever you want to fucking call it. Um, yeah. I just watched the YouTube video that was like 45 minutes long of everybody's fatalities. Well, there's multiple unlockable fatalities, too. And, and, and I understand And you unlock that, that with the XP stuff. So the unlockables that you get besides the skins and things like that and different weapons and everything else is all of the, the additional fatalities, additional intros, additional like idle moves, additional things they say. Completely different versions, like you're playing zombie versions of characters. There's also the regular versions and classic versions of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you were playing Kano, like there's classic Kano in there without yep. the beard, um, which I actually have unlocked right now. I like playing Kano quite a bit. So, And then there's like classic Noob Saibot in there. He's basically just a black ninja, you know, like just no fill-in. Right. You know. Just a smoke ninja. Yeah. But, and then... Um, noobs moves are pretty, pretty sweet. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, for the, for the Ed Boon character, you know, it's what, it's him and the lead designer that, that's the combination of their names. Mm-hmm. The old head designer. Right. And then he just made the other, like, blank ninja skin and turned it into Noob Saibot. And it worked. And the thing is, is a lot of those characters were either like, you know, just, an afterthought style character or well they started off with a bunch of ninjas and they first started making that game and they just yeah. alternated the skins literally of each of the characters and then yeah. they used what like rotoscoping or something like that for the original graphics so it had kind of a real look to it right i remember sub zero and scorpion were basically the same the, character the with different char- color yeah. palettes and then the original reptile was just a green version of them correct um, that's why all of their outfits look the same mhm you know, so they, they were all very sets. triangular. Yeah, uh, had a, you know, had the shoulders that kind of pointed out, and it was this very triangular chest piece. Okay. Uh, and it, it was the same kind of thing for the uh, for the cyborg so, characters, and the same like Sector and mm. uh, what's the other one's name? I can't remember. Um, but also even the female Cyrex. characters. Yes, yeah, Cyrex. The female characters are the same way too. Like Katana and Jade were uh-huh. essentially the same character, different but, skins. As they, you know, as they evolved, they all ended up with their own different move sets and had different things about them. And of course, every one of them had their own fatalities. And you know, it's Mortal Kombat's just kind of grown so much. And I remember, I remember, I remember sitting down at my buddy's place and we played it on the uh, the Sega. Sega, yeah, uh, and. Uh, we were just uh, just going to town with you know with Mortal Kombat. We thought it was the greatest friggin' thing ever because like it was brutal. I mean, I think it's probably one of the first games with blood. Yeah, it, well, I mean, it was one of the first fighting games that was that brutal. 
uh, if not the fighting. I think game the next that was one that brutal. came after that would have been Killer Instinct. I think. And Killer Instinct was, uh, and then Primal Rage. Killer Instinct was more of a uh, a big. So it was more about chaining fucking stupid long combos together. That but was, I mean, it was the only other one that had blood. I think after that. Well, true, and then or Primal, popular one anyway. Primal Rage was basically the combination of the two. Yeah, uh, for me at least. Uh, still, Primal Rage, I still remember the fucking fatality with the raptor where he just goes basically apeshit crazy and slices a dude in half. Uh, you Primal know, Rage is a goofy-ass game. Yeah, it is pretty freaking goofy. Um, but For me, it's full circle because I used to play a lot of fighting games when I was a kid. I remember when Street Fighter Two came to Super Nintendo. Yep. In my next door neighborhood, that game, and we played the ever loving shit out oh, yeah. of that game. I mean, that you know, Street Fighter was that was the one that our parents allowed us to play, right? Um, and then Mortal Kombat was the game that my friend, you know, whose parents didn't care as much, let us play. I used to go to the uh, the uh, the arcade the... because the arcade graphics were way better than what you could get on the Sega, uh, and I mean. That's a thing. That was a thing of the past, right? Yeah, there's no <laughs> such thing as that at Be- this point. Better graphics at an arcade, whatever. <laughs> I'll just take my PC Master Race machine. Right. So, um, but yeah, that was the thing that I used to do. Is I, I couldn't play the I couldn't play Mortal Kombat at my place. I had to go to my buddy's place to play it, and I had to uh, uh, if I wanted to play it any other time. I'd go to the arcade, which was in the nearest freaking city, thirty miles away, um, you know, and they had a Mortal Kombat cabinet, and we just it ate so many of my quarters. Um, yeah, I just I, got, I just like that Mortal Kombat's still a thing. Yeah, and it's and it's in it's my opinion continues to get better and better and better. Mortal Kombat Ten is was the pinnacle before this. Mm-hmm. And I've, I know they've had some that didn't pan out so well, right? But, like, the one that was on Game Boy was pretty shit. <laughs> uh, Game Boy Advance, I think. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the Super Nintendo one wasn't that great, and the one versus DC wasn't that great. The, it's just the... Because it was the first one without blood. Yeah, and Mortal Kombat, the, the one that was basically like a 3D arena. Um, fuck, I forget what it is. There's just so much de- you know. so much depth, though. It's funny, like when you get to the, so the reward section is its own little level, basically, with unlocks in the level. So, like you find a hammer, it's it's um, Shao Kahn's hammer, mm-hmm. and you use that to bust open cracks in the walls to get to different areas of the level, and it plays in third person mode. So you walk the character around the level, like busting open things, opening chests, um, setting up like it's just. Goofiest shit. It's kind of like the graveyard, though the 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 crypt. The right? crypt is the graveyard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of crazy, over the top violence. There's like a bunch of people hanging, talking to you, and right. Yeah, I mean, it's always it's, it's crazy world, dark humor. So, yeah, it's our world, so it's really dark. But um, overall, man, like Kotokan that's in this now is really fucking awesome to play too. Which I didn't like him before, and now I really like him. He's got a big old sword, and he's got some great moves, and a lot of variety to his moveset. One of the characters that can heal, which is different. Mm. You can cast Sunbeam on yourself and then heal in the Sunbeam. There's, you can also reflect it to do, like, timage over time, which is crazy. There's, I heard, and I'm not sure, I'm, I'm sure you've 
you've met this character at least once, but there is a uh, there's a character that can actually affect the stage time that can change time and like the 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 fight has you normally have like ninety seconds per match or whatever. Uh, that uh, is correct. And then there's uh, there's a character that can actually affect that number. There's a that's part of story mode. Yeah, that is a really difficult fight. <laughs> I played I, I played this like I played Dark Souls. Now I wasn't playing on ultra hard mode. I was playing on medium because right. I'm not that level of player. But um, that fight on medium for me to get through that fight was like twelve attempts. Yeah, because it you know I, all I heard was that this was you know this was a character that could do that. I don't know the name name of the character. Or Leave it like alone. A, it's a big part of story. Yeah, um, but or I anything was, about it's, it. So. It's a gimmicky fight that's in the story that does. It is extremely hard. <laughs> well, it's kind of cool that they've included something like. Oh, that. and the stage for it is wild as hell too. Sweet. I um, mean, yeah, sweet. That's that's one of the other things like you know Mortal Kombat. You know, actually having a story because originally there wasn't much. That's the one um, thing I have a problem with with some of the fighting games is there's not much story. It's super hard to follow, or it's literally just a series of fights. This is so much interaction with the story. Mm-hmm. There's way more cutscene than there is actually fighting, and I think that's not going to appeal to everybody. But for me, I was just sucked in. You can pause it at any point. It's set up in chapters mm-hmm. and it's set up in fight in each. So there's like twelve chapters and. Four to five to six fights per chapter. Yeah. It, you can tell that from the screen that you get in when you first unlock it, so I'm not spoiling much. Right. And it's – I can't remember what the first game that, you know, that actually like a, did that. There's but... about 60 fights in the story. It takes – it took me about seven hours to get through. So it was a couple evenings of me playing Mortal Kombat. So, yeah, but Mortal Kombat 10 had that. Yeah. Um, and the Mortal Kombat before that. We had a much more epic one. The thing that Mortal Kombat 9 had over 10 is a much longer story. This one rivals that one. Okay. And I know that, uh, that the Injustice games also included kind of a story that they, you follow along. They yeah. did, but they were a much shorter story. Right. So like three to four hours. But, I mean. And then the Superman fights were really fucking hard. <laughs> well, I mean, you're fighting Superman. <laughs> but all you had to do is just beat Aquaman and bam, you finished uh, uh, yep, because <laughs> Aquaman is great. Um, but any of the NetherRealm games at this point, like that's there's not very much. I pre-ordered this this year. I pre-ordered it get Shao Kahn before I got the season pass. That'll be one of the few that I get a season pass because I know what I'm getting with the season pass. Mm-hmm. And they're not hurting for money or people buying their game. I know they're going to be good on it, and I know that every season pass they've released for the last ten years because they've been doing them for a really long time. Always has a shitload of unlockable characters, right? And that's and they've got a massive roster to play with. So just to start, yeah. and the last one ended up with what I I don't know. Let's just say it was like fifty characters, fifty something. Yeah, it's big. It was another one that I ended up getting everything for just because why not? Right. I, I really like fighting games when I get the right one. The problem I have is I I bounce off of fighting games like they're fun for a little bit for me, but. As soon as I find that one motherfucker who basically no life's the fucking game and knows everything about the characters, uh, and it doesn't matter what character they end up, they choose random and end up being fucking grade A with them uh, all the way through, 
you know, yeah, wipe your floor, I, wipe the floor the, with your face and all kinds of shit. The reason that this is fun, and another thing it has over the other fighting games, in my opinion, is the towers and the random challenge towers. It's one of those things where you can pick a short tower that's like five character or five fights. Mm-hmm. And that means 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And if I am like, I've got something in the oven or something like that, right? And I just want to play for a little bit play something in between and I don't want to play a really stretched out roguelite or I don't want to play through a tiny part of an RPG. Like, it fits that hole really well. I have no games currently that fit that hole. So, but I am probably the least likely around the table to actually pick up for, uh, Mortal Kombat 11. The but reason if, you're is... inter- if you're interested one week in playing through the story mode, I can totally loan it to you and let you play through it. Yeah, I mean, I would be, I, I'd be fine with maybe the the story mode because you know that has a direction for me. But it really... fighting games as a grindy game is not necessarily something that I would want. And like I said, the story mode on this was a series of really. It's a, just a movie. Mm-hmm. It's a movie that's interactable. You play through the major fights of the movie. Right. And the thing is, is I could also probably watch like a, you know, a, a really long YouTube video of somebody doing the freaking story mode too. But I can you tell know? you that it's a really well done one. Right. Extremely well done. It's it's just a CGI movie with interaction. Right. And you that's know, very unique to Mortal Kombat. You're not going to get that with Street Fighter. You're not going to get that with Tekken, right? Tekken, the last Tekken had more of a story mode, but not like Mortal Kombat. Right. You know, and Besides, I hate Tekken movesets, but... <laughs> right? Um, I'm more of a uh, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom kind of guy, too, so... That's on Game Pass right now. Yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom is a pretty damn good game. Um, that is a much faster game than Mortal Kombat. I understand that, but... That's There's what, also that's a, some really fucking awesome shit that happens, and yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to take that. you for a ride because that's the song that plays over and over and over and over, and well, the first one, anyway. right? I've played the shit out of that. Yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my War Machine and and I, it's War funny. Machine, Iron Man, and Hulk combo is my combo. Yeah, there you go. I was uh, a Mega Man, uh, uh, Mega oh, that's Man. The way you like it. Uh, it was Mega Man, Gambit, and Wolverine. I think was uh, was my three, uh, and I pulled out Wolverine when I just needed to rape face, because Wolverine just rape face. Like a barrage. <laughs> yes, I've played that game a lot. In fact, if anybody is ever interested in playing that online with me, just message me on Xbox. That's. That's fucking I'll throw awesome. Out. The gamer tab is nostalgia. K n a u s t a l g i a. Feel free to add me. I will absolutely play that if you see me. I'm, I'm running off of memory. Gambit is in that game, right? <laughs> There's been a few different versions of Marvel versus Capcom, uh, and, yeah, and I played have. a lot of them in the you know on the arcade cabinets. I love the fucking arcade cabinets, like the original like OG freaking Marvel versus Capcom in the arcade cabinet was great. I, I have really great memories of the arcade. That's where the fighting game love comes from. I've played a lot. I haven't played recent Street Fighters as much, but like anytime there's been an opportunity to get two, that's just one of my all time classic games. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, I remember actually getting punched by somebody 
that I was playing against when I was playing Soul Calibur in freaking, you know, in the arcade. Oh, shit. I should have gotten Soul Calibur. Yeah. I forgot it. that came out, and I am a big Soul Calibur fan. Yeah. And it was like, I remember uh, I was playing uh, Siegfried, and of course, there was the cheese combo. Oh, yeah. The, the overhand, the overhand twice in the upper, you know, hand. That's with the, the dude with the huge sword, right? Big fucking sword, right? Yeah. So, uh, but you could. St- you could cheese the fuck out of pretty much anything in that game with that move. It was pretty uh it was pretty maddening. And of course I cheesed this dude out of like a, a couple bucks worth of quarters. And right. uh yeah, he basically he said, I'm fucking done playing with you and he punches me right in the fucking right arm. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. I deserved that. I deserved it. Fuck you then. I'm not even playing this game. I'm gonna go back to fucking uh you know, police uh you know the the police trainer, the freaking shooting game that was just uh you know, a bunch of target practice. <laughs> right. <laughs> Still love that game, you know. Um they called me in to calibrate the freaking guns for that. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> Time Crisis? Time Crisis was uh was more of like a cover-based... Um, yeah, you hit the pedal to hit cover. Yep, you hit the pedal to actually pop out of cover, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and that was time-based, cover-based, fire, you know, you know, sh- shooting. Played through that game, uh, beat that game with one credit, which, I mean, I was, a, I was big into, you know, spending a lot of money in the arcades back then. Uh, so I got so used to how the fights were, you know, uh, what were all the enemy spawns were in that game that I could do that game pretty optimally <laughs> with one credit. I got pretty fucking far. If not, I beat if not beating the fucking game with one credit. So I'm going to move on a little bit. Um, Jason, what kind of news we got this week? So we actually got, um, Quite a bit, so I'm going to pick and choose here a little. Oh boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, news. As soon as my Chrome will cooperate. Come on. Oh, my God. I think Wi-Fi died again. It probably did. I... (coughs) Well, luckily, I preloaded a bunch of news pages, so... Yeah? We are. Well, get going, dude. Uh, okay, we did last week. Sorry, it's my tabs are still taking forever to load. So there will be a uh, some Nintendo news. Oh yeah, um, a new cheaper version of the Switch. Is it was uh. Announced will be launched by the end of June. Oh boy, that's pretty. Or not an official announcement, but was a source to Bloomberg. Gotcha. So I feel like that's fairly mm. credible. Well, there's there's been um, some information floating around that they're going to have two yeah. different versions. One was going to be a smaller version of the Switch, mm-hmm. uh, and the other one was going to be a more powerful version of the Switch. Uh, and the more yeah. powerful version's not coming out this year. That we yep. that we understand that could change, 
if now, they change some stuff. This is also paired with a report back in March from the Wall Street Journal that there would be a pared down less expensive switch system in 2019. Yeah. So that that's kind of a, a double rumor there. So from fairly credible news sources. So I feel like. Yeah. yeah. So now the, the switch is the kind of a thing, weird spot. The one thing Nintendo did say absolutely is there will not be a new powerful, more powerful switch announced at E3. Okay, so they're not gonna they're not gonna announce at E3. That's fine because it's probably they're probably gonna wait. Knowing what is gonna happen here in the next year or two between Microsoft's Scarlet setup and you know their next gen systems and the PlayStation Five with their rumors mm-hmm. of uh, of stuff, they're probably gonna wait right you know and release right around the same time. Which really sucks. I mean, from a consumer standpoint, because if you want to get the consoles, you end up having to spend a fuckload of money all at once. But yeah, I'm kind of in one of those spots where I'm pretty comfy with what I have. Yeah, and I I almost wish it was going to be 2021 before we were getting any new consoles. Right, and and I'm not really looking forward to a console. Like honestly, it would have to have well, the one thing that I, I hate, and that is exclusives. Well, and currently there's a lot of good exclusives between both consoles, and there's HDR support and 4K support on current consoles. And that's fine. The uh, you know I look at it from the tech specs perspective as well because as soon as you start putting more power into the uh, boxes, then you can you can do more things with the game. Sure, the games can look pretty now, but they're going you know to have technical limitations. You can only have so much on the screen at one point, or you know, uh, something of that nature, you know, and, you know, having it on PC, you have the option of basically turning everything up to stupid and you just run with a a lower frame rate or, you know, you turn the quality down or whatever. You don't necessarily have that granularity on a console. So they did some really smart things with this generation with the ability to change your resolution down, but up the frame rate to plus 60, right? Right. It's I'll give you a good example is Neo on PS4 Pro lets you play 4K like 40 frames a second or 1080 with HDR plus more than 60 frames a second. And with a game like that, it looks good both ways mm-hmm. and it looks extra crisp on 4K, but because it was such a timing-based game, like it was always made more sense to go with the faster frame rate in the game. Right. And it's and there are some specific things, like I'm going to get back into Sekiro at some point, but Sekiro plays at a faster frame rate right now on PS4 Pro than it does on Xbox One, which is actually what I was looking for was frame rate, not resolution. Xbox One runs a higher resolution mm-hmm. than PS4, but PS4 is running a better frame rate. And for and a game that's that timing-based, frame rate was what was winning. What, uh, and what the uh, that's happening in the games industry as a whole, uh, you know, if you look at uh, just looking at monitors, for instance, um, you know, there's a reason why f- the 4K monitors aren't really flying off shelves uh, because you have to have a really powerful rig to be able to get 4K at 60, mm-hmm. you know, and 4K you, at 60 is like two 1080s. Well, you can get four. On. You can get 4K at 60 with you know. It it depends on it depends on the game. It depends on the game and a what lot. It's, you know what it's pushing. Um, but having a display like a 4K display and trying to drive the best possible visuals to it, 
it takes a lot out of you know out of the hardware. You have to have really powerful hardware for it. Um, so the actually the the most common you know gamer setup and common gaming monitor setups are 1080p monitors that have really high refresh rates, like 144. You know hertz refresh rates. You can get you know a hundred plus refresh rate on a you know on a monitor, and it's going to look better and respond better to gameplay than having a really pretty picture. You know, really, really pretty pictures are great for when you're looking at still pictures. You know, <laughs> it's you're going to see all the detail, but when you're playing a game, you're not necessarily looking at the details. You're looking at what you're doing. Yep. You know, so you know. There are times where you can kind of slow down and kind of smell the roses in a game, but that's not very often, you know. So I I have that fucking super huge goddamn monitor, that UHD monitor, right? It's not necessarily 4K, but it pushes a lot of fucking pixels. Um, and I've noticed and had to change some of my settings, even on my, you know, 1080 Ti, to be able to play it at a consistent frame rate. You know, uh, Division 2, I've actually moved it down to uh, medium to high settings on things because I wanted the frame rate instead of the, you know, the picture quality. So I'm still keeping the pixels because, I mean, you still, uh, you're still running an ultra wide and that's giving you a benefit right there. So, you know, just having, just having the extra field of view native to the display is you know is key in some situations. I mean, if you play, hear people who play Fortnite with ultra wide monitors, it's they said it's kind of like cheating almost because you have that extra quarter of a screen or so width that you can peek around corners a little easier. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that puppy is just. Um, also, another news uh, this week: Tim Sweeney's been on Twitter again. Oh boy! Uh, basically, uh, calling Steam out. Oh yeah! Uh, oh the he, uh, oh my God. owner of Epic Games, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's the CEO of uh, Epic Games. Yeah. Um, he said if Steam committed to a permanent 88% revenue share for all developers and publishers without major strings attached, Epic would hastily organize a retreat from exclusives minus this is a PR push. Current of course partner it is. commitments and consider putting our own games on Steam. Such a move would be a glorious moment in the history of PC gaming and would have a sweeping impact on other platform oh my generations God. to come. Better watch out for the knife assassin that comes from the Gaben. Yeah. Right. So so they're not going to do that. No, uh, they're not. So, so Steam's not going to do that because they've been running their current model for what seems like ages now. Well, they actually years. just adjusted it and putting it you, on the sliding scale based on downloads. But that's not that's not a good you know that's not a good way of doing things. I wonder what the difference is between Steam's cut versus a traditional store's cut. I mean, you mean like a brick and mortar? Yeah, does a brick and what's the cut a brick and mortar gets versus what Steam gets? Um, I'm sure that because Steam is actually serving the games, there's a bigger uh, there's a bigger cut going to them than say 
than a brick and mortar uh, because there's no physical media. They're, they don't have to do stock, but they do have to actually maintain the servers that serve everything. So I'm sure that the cut is higher. I don't have numbers for this. And that dog is going to steal your soul. Um, <laughs> she really is. Uh, the uh, She's sleeping vertically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I can just imagine – I mean, what's what Steam's take right now? Like freaking thirty percent. Yeah, thirty mm-hmm. percent of all sales, right? Right. Um, so whereas Epic's is twelve, it's a pretty drastic difference. But you have to look at, say, for instance, uh, I'm I'm just gonna throw this out here. If you are a brick and mortar, and you picked up uh, a couple thousand copies of, I'm gonna pick on it because I can uh, Fallout seventy six, uh, and Say those brick and mortars ended up getting, you know, a volume discount and ended up spending like, what, 25 bucks per disc or whatever, you know, just throwing out a a random number here. And the game is, you know, released at 60 bucks. Right. You know, the the store ends up getting a 60 percent cut. Yeah, they're getting a pretty decent cut out of that. But but they have physical stock. And when a game tanks like 76 did and they he ended did. up having thousands of discs worth of stock, you start seeing things like the German stores that were basically bundling those, you know, those discs with, you know, with Fallout 76 Xbox bundles that already had the game in it just to be able to get rid of the stock. They end up taking a loss on those, you know, on the physical media. Um, and I'm not sure if there's a like a, a recourse for them to charge back, you know, you know, for unsold that type, stock, you yeah. know, unsold stock. You don't have that with digital media. You know, if you are, uh, if you're basically you just, serving, but you basically have to constantly maintain stock. You just have to serve. And the only thing that you have to maintain is basically keys. So, and keys are, you know, they're weightless. So there's, there's no shelf space that you have to put for keys. So, I I can see where the you know where the Epic Game Store could be introducing the uh, the competition that's needed, but it's focused on the wrong spot I think, uh, and it's taking the wrong way of going about it. Doing exclusives is not helping. Uh, doing exclusives is doing nothing more than inconveniencing the gamer because now they have to actually deal with where things are and what things, you know, what... If I could look at it, because I don't... Because I have a dog in my lap. Right. Um, there's a launcher right now that will combine all of your launchers together that I'm thinking about using. And that's fine, but that that's kind of going the uh, uh, trillion way of, you know, of making, making I'm okay sure with that at this that. point. The, it's not the launchers, really. I mean... There's For me, it's just maintaining five what friends list is on what. Yeah, five or six different launchers. My problem is more of uh, more of a. I'm concerned about Epic and how they're getting their information, how they're gathering information from their users, and whether or not they have the the systems in place to do say refunds. Uh, or they don't do it. They don't have a refund policy like Steam does, right? And you know, and you know what they're going to be doing with, say, my payment information. And the more places that you go online and you know put and give them your card, well, they have the, the more... huge Fortnite being worldwide popular. I'm sure. 
Yeah. There's two-part encryption for Epic. So you have to log in every time you launch it. Like, there's no auto-login like Steam. And then half the time, I feel like I have to get an email in order to unlock it. I don't have that problem. I've got the two-factor authentication. They don't have an authenticator app. I have the authenticator app. And as long as you have the authenticator app and you're active on your phone, it doesn't ask me for my password. I should probably invest in that if I'm going to play Satisfactory mm-hmm. very often. Yeah, because if you if you use your uh, if you use the uh, Google Authenticator, it's the one that they use, which is not that's, a bad two. It's you know, a two pretty factor. standard. I mean, I use that for fucking work. Right. The Google Authenticator is basically the same you know same random number generator that the you know that a lot of pl- places use for uh, secure you know expire keys. You know, they only last for, what, 30, 30 to 60 seconds or something like that. It's a good idea to have two-factor authentication on any account you use online. Uh, and Google offers that service, and they're just using it. So I've, I had it already downloaded for other things I was using. So I said, sure. I didn't realize it used that because I have that for other things. Um, I use it for work, it's, actually. It's either – I know I used it for uh, – I'm using it for – uh, for the division, so I'm thinking it's either Epic Game Store or Ubisoft. I'm not sure. You play? I don't know. I can look it up know. real quick. Um, oh, it's it is Ubisoft that uses it. So, uh, so Epic doesn't actually use that. I'm not sure. It doesn't ask me to you know, to log in though. Like I don't have to type in a password. Well, I do. I'm not sure why. Mm, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean. That's where I'm, my my focus is more security than you know availability. Right. I have been pissed about Steam for a while, going on years now, because as soon as they got rid of the Steam green light, you know, and just basically said, "You have a game? Well, we've got a store for you," and threw that fucking shit up there. Steam has basically just been bogged down with a bunch of shit games. Yeah, I would say 80% of what's there is not, there's quantity over quality at this point. Right. And that's not what I want from a store. Honestly, don't want shit games on my store. It's the one thing that Epic has over Steam right now is a curation process of sorts. Maybe not everything on there is perfect, but a lot of, there's not anything in there that's just like, you know, it's not RPG simu- Maker. It's not Hentai Simulator 2019. Right, RPG Maker bullshit. Uh, you know, there's there's not like yeah. It's if you've got uh, you've, they've got indie titles on there, but those are indie titles that were you know that are good. You know, they're. I mean, you know, if you've got Super Giant right now that signed with them and Subnautica that signed with them, you know, right. You know, and they signed with them like they're that kind of label, right. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, they got a record deal. You know, th- things like Satisfactory would have been completely lost in the game store, like in uh, on Steam store. Yeah, and it seems like it's really good. Yeah, and, and it would have been, f- you know, lost in the sea of bullshit that I have to deal with in Steam. You know, I, I go through the uh, the 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 curated you know the the list the your daily list of things in Steam, and I'm clicking through and like not you know, and saying ignore on like nine or ten of the damn you know things and there's like ten in the list, right? You know, 
Yeah, it sees that I play Beat Saber a lot, so it tries to throw all kinds of rhythm games at me, even though those rhythm games are dog shit. You know, so... <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just... I, the 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 battle between the Epic Store and the Steam Store, uh, if it ends sooner than it needs to end sooner rather than later, yeah, you know, because uh, I'm all right with curated lists, but I don't necessarily need a store trying to you know push that agenda. Tis true. Um, and that's pretty much all I had. All right. Well, that's probably a good place to end. Jason, where can you find us? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. And our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash TiltCast. Find friends of the show. For the love of gaming, find NoQuarters.net. Find BMFCast.com. And find Cabbage KBG as well as TBGP.TV. They don't have a puppy. And with that, <laughs> it's the end of the show. <laughs> All right. Peace. Thank you.